You're finishing lunch when you get a text from a friend. You lift your screen to view the message, and your heart sinks. I'm going to do it. I'm going to ask him for a divorce, it says. Now, you knew that they'd been having trouble, but you didn't know that it would end this way. And now you're wondering how to best show up for her. Listen, whether you're happy your friend is ending her marriage or if you think her decision is premature, the way you show up in this moment matters. The newest data shows that 50% of marriages end in divorce, and it happens on average around the eight-year mark. And the process itself can take anywhere from three months to a year, costing each person $7,000. This is clearly a time when our friends need our support. But how do we do it? In this week's episode of the Friend Forward podcast, I'm speaking with two women who've been through the process to hear the advice that they have to share with the rest of us. Welcome to the Friend Forward Podcast, powered by BetterFemaleFriendships.com. I'm Danielle Byer Jackson, a friendship coach, educator, and author of the upcoming book, Fighting for Our Friendships. And it's my job to share the science of women's conflict and connection. So when it comes to the joys, complexities, and misconceptions surrounding these kinds of relationships, I am here to help you through it. Olivia Howell is the co-founder of Fresh Starts Registry. You've probably seen it mentioned by The Cut, Forbes, and even The Wall Street Journal. Fresh Starts Registry is a divorce registry, like a one-stop shop for everything you need to begin again. I talked to her in this interview about her experience with divorce, why this registry matters, and the specific things her friends did to help her survive. I remember literally the night that my ex-husband said he was leaving, my best friend texted me. Obviously, she had no idea what was happening. And she was like, hey, Liv, what's going on? And I was like, uh, you know, he's leaving. And she's like, "To leaving where? To like get milk? And I was like, no, he's like leaving. And so like, you know, immediately our friendship changed right in that instant because she knew she had to support me in a certain way. And I didn't even know what the heck I needed at that point. So I've learned a lot of lessons through my divorce and friendship. I could like cry talking about the way that I was supported, you know, through my my friendships during divorce. But there was also a lot of things that surprised me. You know, it's tough because I grew up in a Christian household. I yeah. still consider myself to be a Christian woman. But a lot of the conversation around marriage is just marriage. It's like divorce is not even an option. So we're not even talking about it. We're not even exploring the challenges of staying together and how hard it can be and when things don't work or you grow as people and all that. And so one sticky situation I find myself in as a friend is when I hear that friends are going through tough things, I'm always torn because I'm like, okay, I'm such a champion of marriage and being united and working through it. But I also want to support you if you feel like you are not growing, something's unhealthy, this is not good for you and not wanting you to be in that situation. And so as a friend, it's hard for me sometimes to know like, Okay, what does support look like for her? How do I show her I'm here? And so I'm personally excited to have this conversation because I haven't really had it generally too much. Talk to me about what you hear from the people you work with in terms of the support they're getting or not getting during this, you know, fresh start. What are you hearing? What are like common themes? Well, first of all, I just want to go back to what you were saying because I think it's really important what you said because I get a lot of very close friends of mine who will send me messages often saying like, I don't know about my marriage and I'm not sure we're having a rough time. And I will say it's never your job to push somebody into divorce, right? That's not as a friend what our job is here. Our job 
as a friend is to say, I'm here for you to listen, right? I'm here to to help you through any brave decision. And I have so many friends, and I, I, I love that you brought that up, you know, because so many of my girlfriends will message me on a hard day in marriage and say, I don't know, I think I'm done, blah, 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 right? And then they're okay, right? Their marriage sustains, they keep going, right? And then I have other friends who will message me and say, I think this is it, this is the end, and it is the end. And mm-hmm. so our job as friends is to not say like, you're right, you should get divorced, like go for it. And I love marriage more than anybody. You know, most divorced people do. Like we really mm-hmm. fight for marriage. And I think that's something to remember too, But, you know, when it comes to your friendships, our job is to be there to support whatever decision they make. And so, you know, whenever I have a friend who says to me, I think I'm ready to ask for a divorce, I always just say, I'm really proud of you. Right. That's that's Mm -hmm. all you can say. I'm proud of you for making that decision, because typically when somebody is at that inflection point of deciding to you know, ask for a divorce, they've thought about it a lot. Right. And so your job as a friend is just to say, okay, well, I understand that you're either, you know, going through the pros and cons list or you're having this, you know, and sometimes you can offer support. Like, do you want me to help you find a therapist or do you need help looking for a divorce lawyer? All of those things. But, you know, not every conversation is going to lead into divorce. And I think that's I love that you said that because it's it's an important nothing is black and white. Right. Mm-hmm. And some conversations are going to end. Like I said, so many girlfriends that are like texting me on a bad marriage day and then it blows over and it's fine. So in terms of like what I'm hearing from people, I think that when you go through a divorce, it's really tricky unless you've like been through it yourself, which, you know, 50 percent of marriages, first Mm -hmm. marriages get divorced. Actually, that rate goes up for second marriages. But it's a very interesting situation because you're talking about pretty much upending your life in every single way. You have the spiritual way, the emotional, psychological, physical and legal. Right. And so there's a lot of factors. And I think that people often don't realize how much it really becomes a full time job to go through a divorce, especially if you're a parent. And that sometimes the support you need is just somebody there to say, I see you. I see how hard this is. And like, I'm your champion. I'm not going to let you do this alone. And I found even in my own divorce, my friends were not divorced. Most of them were not divorced. I think I had one friend who was divorced who became a lifeline for me. But my girlfriends who weren't divorced, they found a way to support me in other ways, right? So maybe that was sending me DoorDash dinner or just Marco poloing me to make sure I got up in the morning, right? I had some friends who would FaceTime with my kids so that I could go call my lawyer in the other room, not in front of the kids. So, you know, there's so many ways you can support people through a divorce. I will tell you that, and we can get into this, there's a lot of people that don't want to support you during a divorce either. Mm. And you quickly kind of find out who the safe people are to talk to and the people you may not want to. I appreciate you talking about so many nuanced aspects of it that some of us don't realize as friends. So we can understand that this is a really long-term thing. And we're about to watch our girl go through an extensive period of finding herself and making a series of tough decisions And it helps to have you provide some tangible ways of how you've received and seen people offer support during that. The thing that I think a lot of people don't realize with divorce is it is a blessing and it is the greatest pain you'll ever live through, right? So there's an immense amount of grief and there's immense amount of gratefulness. And you have to be able to hold both things at one time. And only few friends can see that in you, you know? And so I think it's really important to remember that like, 
one day your friend who's going through a divorce might be the saddest person ever because their marriage is over. And remember, you're grieving the life you thought you were going to have with this person, right? But on the other day, they might be like, thank God this guy's out of my life, right? And so you have to be able to ride that emotional roller coaster with that person. And that is tricky, right? I will admit that it is really hard. So I think the number one thing is just to really remind your friend, like, I'm here for if you need anything. Do you need me to research? We always say at Fresh Starts, one of the best ways you can offer free help is to like be a personal Google, right? Do you need me to Mm -hmm. research something? Like I remember when I would get edits back from my divorce papers that my ex-husband had given me and they literally took me off my feet because they were so wild. I would send copies to my some of my girlfriends and say, can you just like look up this term? Like, I don't know what this means, right? And they would look it up and kindly filter, right? Well, this term means that this is what's going to happen, blah, blah, blah. So being there to just like offer that support and remember that this is not going to last forever, right? She's in the pit of it right now and she's going to come out of it. Like it's your girl going on a journey. And I will say that the handful of girlfriends who are still with me at this point, they definitely see the journey that I took and they're so proud of me. And that pride propels me on some of my hardest days. Yeah. And so what do friendships look like on the other side? Like you, you kind of briefly mentioned that you have this tight circle now and they watched, to use your word, your journey. They went through it with you and were supportive. And I'm so glad that you have the gifts of that kind of support and love in your life. How has this, you know, we're asking about how like divorce impacted your friendships. How has it impacted like the way that you filter what you look for maybe as you develop new friendships? How has it shaped you in that way, if at all? I love that question because I definitely have a lot of newer friends in the last couple of years. I think that the newer friends are getting to be a friend with me at the most healthy in my life, right? Mm. And so this is, it's a really cool to be able to become friends with somebody and say, hey, I'm on this other side of the healing process. And I don't, I will say I'm not, unless it's somebody that I really become friends with and we talk a lot and they understand, I'm not open with a ton of details about my divorce at this point in my life, right? I went through a divorce. I have my kids. That's the whole thing. And they don't really need to know the nitty gritty details. They weren't there during it. And so it's like, you know, with anything in life, you can let time heal things a little bit and you don't need to bring all that anger with you as you move into the next batch of your friendships in life. I will say it's been great to become friends with other single moms. There's definitely like a network of single moms who understand each other. It's a very different lifestyle Very, very hard to understand unless you are a single mom. I'm a solo mom. I'm with my kids 24-7. So it's really, really tricky. And there have been friends of mine that really do get it. I had a friend who lives, I'm in New York and she's in Chicago and she was coming to New York and she literally sent me a text message and she said, I'm not going to ask you to come see me because I know it's too tricky for you. Mm. And I was like, that's the nicest text message I ever got because I can't, I can't jump a train to get into New York City to see you. And, you know, just having her say that took the shame out and guilt off of me of like, oh, my God, my best friend's in town. I can't see her. Right. So really understanding the situation. But I think, yeah, moving forward, it's been really wonderful to make new friends that I can kind of leave that really sad, depressed girl behind a little bit and introduce them to me now. Jasmine Chanel has nearly 100,000 followers on Instagram. And many women follow along because she has great insights to share about how to enter into and thrive in entrepreneurship. But more women started to follow when she began telling her story of being a married single mom and transitioning out of marriage into a new season. So in this interview, I'm sharing just a few excerpts from our talk around her experience 
the things that her friends did that were unhelpful and the ways her community did show up for her that made all the difference. This was a 12-year relationship. We shared many of the same friends because we came from the same college. Mm. So that was interesting. And, you know, people don't want to take the side. And it was a very interesting place to be friendship-wise because not a lot of people understand what it feels like to leave a marriage, especially when you've been with this person since you were very young. And so some people, you know, tried their best to show up in their limited knowledge of the situation. And some people disappeared altogether because they didn't want to say the wrong thing or they didn't want to feel like they were being supportive. And so they just kind of ghosted. So that was something that I wasn't expecting. But on the flip side, my friends actually showed up more than my family. And I think that was very interesting how I was able to build, you know, deeper connections with some friends who showed up in this time. Talk to me about what your particular message is in the kind of women who tend to show up and engage with you. Yeah. So lately I've been talking about my experience as a married single mom and what that really looks like being a mom who is doing everything, handling all of the emotional labor in the relationship and just doesn't have that support from a partner. And so for some of those women, they are suffering in silence. They don't have anyone they can talk to about this subject because when you do, people are just like, marriage is hard. <laughs> that's all they. That's all the advice they have. And so you don't know if you're in something unhealthy until we have this open dialogue. So I've been bringing a lot of content around settling in relationships, settling in partnership, and then now transitioning into single motherhood as I go through divorce during this time. So the women that have been gravitating towards the content have blown my mind, super successful, have it all together on paper, and they are living lives that look good on the outside, but don't feel good on a day-to-day basis, which was my experience as well. And so it's been interesting to, you know, finally have a voice for them because they're like, keep talking about it. And part of the reason I started to share is so that women didn't have to feel shame. You know, this is just a place for you to get curious about what do I want next in my life? What do I want things to look like in relationships? So yes, definitely a lot of private conversations happening, but then some publicly who are just, you know, reached a place where they're tired of it. And what are you hearing from them in terms of their social network and who they can talk to? What has been your experience with that? Yeah, so definitely they feel like they are the only ones experiencing it. And so if they have married friends, they're either confirming this is just a part of marriage, things are supposed to be hard, or they have married friends that are like, stick it out, just keep working on it. You know, it's better than being single. And then they have another set of friend group who are single women without kids who are not married, who are like dying and wishing for a partner. And they're tired of the dating apps. and They're tired of going on these meaningless dates. And so as a married single mom who's unsatisfied, you don't have a voice. You don't have anyone to bounce this off of because your single friends are saying you should be grateful and your married friends, they are in it too. So they're like, no, this is just a part of it. And so it's a really confusing and isolating space to be in socially. That is why I kind of started to open it up just to open up the dialogue. Yeah. What are some things that friends should avoid saying or doing for the friend who's announced, you know, hey, it's not going to work out. We're separating or divorcing, whatever it is. And we're trying to do what we think is helpful, but it's not. What are some things you've come across that have been unhelpful, maybe even to the point of actively hurtful? The biggest one is, are you sure? Because you have to think about this audience. This is a largely high achieving, successful woman that's finding herself in this place. And a lot of people ask, are you sure about the decision? And it's likely taking a long time for her to come to the decision. So unintentionally, it may be hurtful to ask, are you sure? Another one that was big is you should go back. 
as soon as things started to get hard, people's advice was you should go back. And I'm like, no, things are hard right now. But, you know, I'm still on this path to be able to go in the direction of the decision that I made. It is very likely, especially for the high achieving woman of faith, that this was already a very hard decision for her to make. She already, you know, has some level of guilt around it. And so she's looking for that support and validation in the decision. That is so, I mean, everything you're saying, it's so important to come from a place of instead of trying to push you to do what I think is Mm -hmm. really great for you, right? Because I'm convinced I am giving you good advice for you. So it's so powerful to hear you say, to try to find a way to say, I support you in whatever that looks like for Mm -hmm. you. And I acknowledge this must be really, really painful. And I'm there to support you no matter what you choose. Any other last notes or words of encouragement for any one of those groups? Yeah, for the woman who's going through this transition, I think she has to not lower her expectation, but level set expectations around what will this look like for everyone else? Because it may have taken her a year or two to get to the decision. So she's gone through the grieving process of grieving the relationship. She's, you know, maybe reconciled with the fact that, oh, this didn't last forever. She's gone through the process of, oh, I'm going to have to rebuild my life from the ground up. But everybody else, they're brand new. When you tell them is when they now know what was going on. And so it's like ripping off the Band-Aid every single time you have to tell the person. So what I would encourage the woman who is considering divorce or already has made that decision is to give yourself grace around, you know, this is new to you. You're not going to figure it all out in one day, but also extending grace to the people around you because they have no idea what to expect in this process as well. And so going into things with an open heart, open mind is going to be key. All right, ladies, as your new official friendship coach, here's your homework. Listen closely. After listening to both Olivia and Jasmine's stories, I want you to consider this, especially if you are a woman who has a friend who is going through a divorce. You might disagree with aspects of her journey and decision-making. You might feel nervous about it. You're scared for her and her future. Or maybe you're a little over-eager and In the time when she's feeling very sad, you're telling her how she should feel free and just the feelings and experiences aren't congruent. In order to not make the mistake of having her feel unsupported, I want you to try your best to focus on the humanity of her experience and connect with that. So instead of getting caught up in the details, ask yourself, can I identify the feelings she's feeling and how would I show up for that? So if she's telling you she feels anxious, She feels scared. She feels angry, lost, or relieved. How can you meet her in that emotion? And hopefully that provides direction to ensure that you're showing up in a way that is meaningful for her. If this is something you are currently going through and you want extra support, you can contact us on Instagram at friendford and follow along with some of our posts on this subject, or you can visit us 24-7 at betterfemalefriendships.com. Until then, you know that I'll be right here rooting for you always on your ongoing journey toward better female friendships. Until next time.